podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Forecast. It's me, Chris Brack. No Kev this week. No Kev this week. We're giving him a night off, so it's me, me and Luke again. God help us all. Uh, and today we are joined by Oscar from All East TV, and we've got Den back because he wants to talk about Arsenal who are top of the league, and it's really annoying. Oh. So we'll get to that. <laughs> Luke, how are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Busy week, but yeah, glad uh, Sunday. No laughing. Oscar, good to have you back on. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Um, football's not been great. We've not won for four games. We've start we started from like seven points from the first three games to now nine points from the first seven. So, oh, you're on the right journey. channel. We can all come to each other together. And then yeah, we've got Dan. And then we've got Dan, who's absolutely top of the world. Because let's be honest, Arsenal have only dropped three points all season. Which, to be fair, you can't complain about. Yeah, pretty much, mate. I think you hit it the nail on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, good spirit, great win last weekend. Uh, buzzing atmosphere at the ground, beating the scum. And yeah, to be honest, just about recovered from that weekend um, and ready to go again on Sunday. Back to the Emirates. Uh, yeah, looking forward to Sunday and can't wait for the chat. Thanks for having me back on. That's all right. That's far too much positivity. So let's start with Palace Leeds. Let's start with Palace Leeds. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. I, I could have said start with us, but you know, I need to build up to that, to be honest. Uh, so Palace Leeds, interesting one. Form guide says, you, for the last six games, you've both got identical records. That Palace have a slightly better goal difference. So it's an interesting layout. Um, in terms of Palace, I think they are missing one, two, three, four, five players. And Anderson is a big doubt for them. And for you guys, um, your new winger, who's Gizvedes, who I can't pronounce. Sarah. Him, yep. He's suspended. Oh, a ridiculous red card going at the weekend. And, oh, we'll come to, we'll come to that. It's made the and game got, a lot more challenging now. There's no yeah, doubt about that. Because he looked good. I saw him against Everton. He looked good against Everton. Yeah, he's 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 started to become our Rafinha. I hope we've yeah, before this game, we're becoming a, a little bit too reliant on him. He felt like the only real magic was ever going to come from Sinistera. I think all the other players around him are good, but Sinistera is just a level above for me, certainly in terms of end products and goals and yeah, the, the most important things in the final third, and um, there's no doubt that's a big blow. I think we will see Jack Harrison go back onto that left-hand side, where probably his better side. That's the only problem with Harrison and Sinisterra. They're both better from the left than they are from the right, but you've got to play one. You can't play them both on the left, so that's a bit of an issue for us. Um, Aronson will probably go onto the right, where I'm okay with. I'm okay with that, and hopefully Bamford will start in place with Sinisterra. But either way, there's no getting away from the fact that that is a big blow for us. I think it's going to be a really good game I think against Palace in the sense that I don't think either team is going to be particularly great defensively. I think there's going to be a lot of chances either side. Um, I think, yeah, I can see both teams scoring. It's just a case of who's the more clinical out of the two, really. I'm, I'm nervous, to be honest, going into this one because if we were to lose this, all of a sudden, nine points from eight games, 
you know, it's not a lot better than where we were last season, if you're looking at like the points per game and that lot. And that is a bit of a concern because we haven't had too bad a start to the season fixture-wise. It's been quite a favourable run of games. So, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of nervousness going into this one. Um, and then, obviously, I mean, we only play Arsenal the week after that and then Liverpool a couple of weeks after that as well. So, it doesn't get, well, it doesn't get any easier, does it? Let's put it that way. So, uh, it would be nice to get something from this game this weekend. Okie dokie. So, all in all, it sounds, quite, it sounds about as depressing as being a Liverpool fan at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried to be positive there, but it was tough. I'm, I'm still um, relatively happy about our start of the season, but uh, momentum's not with us now, like it was at uh, the start. Yeah, uh, Luke, obviously, look, you, you made neutral since that, as is Den. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this again, because Palace under Vieira are entertaining to watch, and Leeds are always entertaining to watch. So I sort of feel this is a good game. I feel... The edge might go to Palace if Anderson's fit because Palace at home, it's just a great, it's a great atmosphere. It's, it's just a ball ache of a place to get a result, as we, yeah. we all as we all know. You know that's a compliment to them. But the key is if Anderson's not if Anderson's not fit, that gives Leeds a real chance. I would say. Yeah, because probably this season, probably Anderson's been probably one of the best players. He definitely know how to to get under a few Liverpool fans' uh, skin after his performance at Anfield. But yeah, well, yeah well, with this game, it's going to be who is the more clinical um, because I think Leeds have sort of struggled with firepower up front apart from Sinistero and Rodrigo. And the Palace are always... Uh, they look good on the eye under Vieira, but it's just finishing those chances. I think this season they've drawn quite a few games and they've just not taken their chances like at all. So we're going to see loads of chances... But I can see it be a really entertaining nil-nil. Oh, don't, don't spoil it for everyone. <laughs> Dan, how are you seeing this Leeds game? Leeds will not keep two clean sheets back-to-back. I actually think the opposite. I think there'll be lots of goals. Um, I think Leeds, for me, I'm still not too convinced on them defensively. And I agree, I don't see them keeping a clean sheet with this one. Uh, Palace, Vieira's got a system going there. And for me... I just feel like it's one of those games where Palace want to knock it on the head, get three points where they can. Uh, the league's quite tough this year. You don't know where you're going to get three points and where you can't. But I think Leeds at home, Vieira's going to go for it. Uh, there's been a few players that have stood out for me in that Palace team. Obviously, they lost Gallagher last season, and I thought that was going to be a huge dent in the wall. But I don't feel like it's really affected them as much as what you'd have expected. So, yeah, I'm going to go for... Actually, I'll stick with my... I'm not going to go too hasty. I'd say 2-1 if I was to call it. Uh, Zahar to keep up the form he's had. He's had a brilliant season um, to date. I don't think it's going to carry on, but he's had a good season to date. He's Paying for that seems... new contract. Paying for that yeah. New contract. Always yeah. Uh, I think this is the thing. I think he's just trying to put... You know, he's trying to put his, the proof on the table um, that he's worth keeping around. I think Palace is his level, though. I think people do get a bit excited over him. Like, when you look at left-wingers in the league, he's not one that's quite up there. I'd arguably not even put him in the sort of top eight, top ten. I think Palace is the level he needs to stay at, and he needs that new contract. Can't see him fitting in in a bigger team, but yeah. 2-1 Palace for me. Uh, Wilfred Zaha back on the score sheet. Cool. Do you think I, you could I, do a good job as like a depth option? Maybe not as a starter, but like a maybe. Uh, a I don't think the I don't think the wages would be worth bringing him in anywhere for a because oh he God, would at, at that stage he would be going in and on a free, and it would yeah, be a bit true. of a, it would be like a William situation. You're bringing someone yeah. in for the sake of the experience. What is he thirty it, now? 
and he's 30 as well yeah so you've got you got to bear in mind he's old bear in mind he's going to be on the free those pieces put together you're going to be overpaying for someone that's probably not going to live up to the standard yeah, if he loses that bit of explosiveness as well, you've seen it with a couple of wingers. When he, you know Williams mm. a great example, to be fair, they lose that little bit of explosiveness. That you he's, he's a bit like a Richardson, like not in sense of ability, but you bring him in just because of the fact he's a shit house. When it's like actually, it's probably yeah. all he's going to give. He's, he's not going to give you enough goals to live up to the whatever wages it will be. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what Jesse Marsh has to say in his interviews, though, because I feel like every week it's just an enjoyable listen. There's always so he's becoming he's becoming like a really nice Klopp. Klopp always moans. Jesse Marsh just always has something entertaining to to say. I thought I'd bring that one in because I thought I'd open the wound already. It's, it's always, it's all, it's always a like a little dig right there. Two fan bases there in one in one sentence. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost, yeah. it's almost like Klopp's Klopp rattled somebody, but we'll come back to that. We'll save we'll <laughs> yeah, save that at the end. We'll save that. Uh, UK beats us. Put a super chat. Uh, thanks very much. You said keep up the amazing stream, lads. Liverpool three, Arsenal two. Smiley face. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know super chats are on. <laughs> we don't we don't get them. Um, thanks very much for that. For that but um, we would appreciate appreciate it. rather than send those super chats. Um, the links in the description below. Uh, Bobby's wish to walk. Uh, give everything you can. If you want to donate it, donate it to that. Uh, that is much more important than giving a, a super chat to chat. But thank you very much for the super chat anyway. Um, Kev said Zaha should look for a move abroad. Would definitely do a job yeah, in the Champions Not a bad shout out. He would shout. do, yeah. Look at Kev. Even on his day off, he's, he's supplying content. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's why he's the trippers fan. You think to Roma, I remember, in the summer, Zaha. I was thinking to Roma. Yeah, he, he did well. That would be an interesting move. But. Yeah. I mean, Lazarus also said uh, Zaha could play for Chelsea. I'll be honest. No. Chelsea, they've, Chelsea just bought, they've just bought Sterling in. They've got Hudson and Doy still sitting around there. And, uh, you, you're sort of thinking Chelsea are buying to a plan. <laughs> well. It's, you know, it's, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, anything's, but, anything's possible. You know, mm. we'll buy They've got the money, I suppose. Uh, They'd probably just do it for the sake of it. They don't need it, but for the hell of it. Yeah, so fair enough. Cool. So I've got what did I say? I said two once a palace. Um I think Ezio Is Jesse Marsh under pressure, Oscar. If he doesn't get a result and then no. he loses to Arsenal. No. No, nah, so he's got pretty he's, much locked he should, in. We've totally rebuilt a new team now. You know, it's it's pretty much you know, half a new team really, you know, in terms of and that's a lot, you know, in inside, you know, two or three months of the transfer window. That that is a lot. We've not had a lot of time to work together. Been like a four-week gap with just like no games at all, so it's been difficult to get any momentum. But we're still playing well. It's better than what it was last season. It looks, you know, it might not be results-wise the best, but we are playing good football. I think the fans are getting on board with what we're trying to do. Defensively, it's not convincing. Got to say, we we do look like conceding every game, and that's definitely something that needs to improve a little bit. But I still don't think Jesse Marsh is under pressure or should be under pressure. Obviously. If things start to go horribly wrong between now and the World Cup, that might change a little bit. I think you'll see a couple of managers maybe move on around that World Cup, that sort of six, seven-week window. A couple of teams might just think, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get someone else in during the World Cup. But I don't think it will be us. I, I still think Jesse Marsh is definitely the right man for the job. And, uh, and yeah, he's it's, it's just had the impossible job of following Marcelo Bielsa. It, it was always going to be an impossible job. And, you know, it's uh, he's done a pretty good job of it so far. I think it's it's like just before we move on as well, just from an outside take. I think it's it's not a it's not as bad as a Forest situation, but it's fairly similar because Leeds 
realistically, you look at their squad and you're thinking, right, what's your aim? Survive. Survive the season. So they're going to give him to at least near, nearly enough to the end. And Forrest, you've got like 23 pieces to put together. You you need like a Klopp or a Pep Guardiola to do that. Like It's just impossible in leagues such as the Premier League. You can't get it all done so quickly. And then with Leeds, you've brought in players like Aronson, Sinistera, Tyler Adams, all these players that have never played together once. And then you've got a new manager still within that as well. He's trying to mould into the team. He's trying to get the squad together. It's a lot to process uh, whilst playing football as well. So, yeah, they've got to give him time. Cool. So, Oscar, what score did you say in the end? Sorry. I think we'll sneak it 2-1. I think Bamford coming back in to big boost, but it won't surprise me either way. If Palace win 2-1, we win 2-1, 2-2, I just think there'll be goals and lots of chances. Apart from Luke, who said 0-0. Okay. I can't surprising. see it. I can't see that. I, 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 I think the odds on a nil-nil would be high, I'd say. I'd be very shocked. if That's in your accumulator, isn't it? Well, we did draw nil-nil last time we went to Palace. To be fair to Luke, to be fair to Luke, we did draw nil-nil last time at Palace. Ah, I see. Luke knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right, let's move on to Brighton versus Spurs. Uh, so, Spurs, not one of the last two, but form guide-wise, they are third in the form guide the last six games. And Brighton are fifth. Uh, Good form, playing playing really well, uh, under and obviously still bending in a new manager. So it's in terms of Spurs, they've got no Kulisewski. Uh, I think Tanganga's out, and I think Lucas Moore is still out. Uh, for Brighton, the big doubts are Caicedo and Muepa are injury doubts. They're not been ruled out, but they are injury doubts, which is a bit of a, a key. Is a big blow for them if if Caicedo is out because he was really good at Anfield, wasn't he, Luke? Oh yes. Yes, I think I think it's massive because I don't know who Brighton's going to play in midfield. Is it would be Pascal Gross, McAllister? And I don't know who's going to be anchoring that that midfield. So Lallana's a number six, isn't he? Is he even fit? Is is uh, he yeah. even fit? Yeah, he came on. I'm feeling. Yeah, oh, I could see that. I could see that midfield three play against against Spurs. But yeah, Brighton. Um, I saw. I I couldn't watch the Liverpool game, which is probably a good thing last week, but. I did see the highlights and, you know, Liverpool got played off the park at, at points by Brighton and they're still adapting un- under the new manager. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to tell that from the highlights I saw of, of the game. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, really, because Spurs on the eye have been atrocious to watch. But yeah, they're still around the top, which beggars belief. I don't I don't know how, because they play some awful football. Um Brighton's going to have majority of the ball and it's just going to be Spurs hitting them on, on the counter-attack. And and I think it's key. If Son turns up and has a good game, then I reckon Spurs could get could get a result. But if not, then I could see possibly Brighton nicking it. Yeah, Luke, I mean, it's not... Look, the way Spurs play, it's not decent in the eye, but I mean, look, it's the way Conte plays. He's never going to change how he plays. That this Three at the back, two wing-backs. He plays that no matter what club he's at. That's just the way he plays. But it is a, a proven way of getting well, Conte titles, but it's a proven way of getting teams into the top four. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for Spurs, I think especially after the summer where they spent a lot of money, um, I think top four is still the aim. I didn't really believe in Spurs fans are saying, yeah, we're going to get into a title race. Look, I look at the window. The window's great. I still think the window's slightly overrated. Charleston for £60 million. Um, he's done well. I didn't really agree with the price tag. No way with Charleston, 60 million. 
Uh, Basuma was a good pickup, but he barely he's barely even played for Spurs. And Jed Spence is, is signed from from Middlesbrough, but Conte's basically said that he doesn't really rate him. <laughs> That's why he's not really got a game. Yeah. So, Oscar, it's not great when apparently your manager says. Why didn't you play Doherty? He goes, I'm not a stupid man. I, don't yeah, I was just about to mention that. Like, what on I mean, that old chestnut. Now listen, how, I found how on earth that, do you get away with that? No, I found that hilarious when I read it because thinking that's just really funny. But you know, it's not exactly going to. It's motivate something you a player, say when you're about to get like sacked, or you know you're going to get sacked. It's not something you say right at the start of the season when you, you pretty much. If Spurs finish top four, you got to say there's still massive gaps in the squad. No matter what mm. what people say, you know, in terms of Tottenham making all these signings, there's still gaps in that squad. You know, you still got Eric Dyer starting games, Hugo Lloris starting games, and surprise, surprise, you know, Lloris makes the mistake to make it two one against Arsenal. You know, Dyer's made the mistake on the first goal. I think they're not they're just not good enough to push for a title yet. If they finish top four, it's a good season. You know, I think. That has to be remembered, you know, in terms of what Conte's doing at this moment in time. Um, I think the fact they've been bad in the Champions League as well is not helping for that matters. The fact it's an easy Champions League group and they're making a it's real meal of it. Though. It's not surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising. I was at the, um, so I was in Lisbon when Lisbon were playing Tottenham. So I actually got a last minute ticket to watch that game. And yeah, Lisbon dominated. So it was um, Tottenham just, you wouldn't be asked, you'd have thought it was the other way around in terms of who was the Premier League team and who was the. Portuguese, yeah, Portuguese league team, and it was just, yeah. So there's no doubt about it. If if you can stop Harry Kane, you've got a great chance of stopping Tottenham because Son's not really on it. Kudelski's not available. Tottenham do feel a little bit one dimensional at the minute, but um, but I still think they're probably favourites for top four because you'd imagine Son at some point will turn it on. Um, Conte's track records and the fact that Chelsea. Probably only the team that I think can push them. I think the I think the top three is pretty much set in stone. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, whatever order you want to put it, I think I'll be the top three. But I think Tottenham and Chelsea, I just fancy Tottenham a little bit more because I just don't think Chelsea have quite got the same level of difference maker in that final third, same level of proven goals in Kane's on. But uh but it'll be close. It'll be close. I think Tottenham haven't really improved from last season, but I don't think they're ever really going to with the signings they made. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, then, you know, obviously we all know your love for Tottenham. Um, but there's <laughs> the sign, the signings that they've brought in. I think I started saying Kev and I were of the same opinion that they were good signings to maintain your position in top four. Probably not to kick on, but to do back to back top four, which ultimately that's what you have to do. You sort of, yeah. you get regular top four back to back to back and then you build to go up. That's, that, that's the plan. I'm not, it's not always that straightforward, but that should be the plan. Because I think if, if at the end of the season Spurs finish fourth and get to the knockout stage of the Champions League, Maya, that's job done. Move on to next I mean, season. I mean, you got on. you got to look at it a different way as well. Like last season, Spurs just pinched it like at the right, you know, death. Literally at the death point, Spurs got top four. Realistically, they shouldn't. Um, we obviously. Went we blew it completely. Uh, we went Spursy, yeah. To be honest, we we did. Like there were so many opportunities where we could have absolutely nailed it at their ground in particular. Um, but we've we've clicked into the right gear. We've come out in a new season. Jesus has adapted. We've finally got our talisman, and thing you know things moved on. In terms of their signings, I didn't understand what people were saying at the beginning of the season. All Spurs could be in a title race. We hadn't even seen them kick a ball. 
Like they're looking at a transfer window and they're saying Spurs are going to be in a title race. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, what? There's not one player there that can convince me that the squad has gone from just about scraping top four to battling with the likes of City, who have then got Haaland, and Liverpool, who at the moment are on a dip. But we didn't know that was going to happen. Um, like I just didn't understand it. I didn't get where it was coming from. I think the only real player at the moment that's living up to the standard, and he came on a free, if I'm correct, is Perisic. He's the only one actually doing something for him. Like I think it was the other week he got like three assists in one game. And it was all, majority of it was just set pieces, but he's doing something. Like he's actually just, actually making an effort or, and to be honest, they've, they've been really, really poor in signing fullbacks on the right in particular, Doherty one we just mentioned. Um, they just never seem to have got it right when it comes to signing fullbacks. And yeah, Spence, like, I didn't really understand that. I think they've, they must have signed about six right backs in the space of five years. It's just getting ridiculous. Signed a kid that's out on loan still. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I just don't get it. Like the whole, the whole um, Sessegnon business, and then like bringing in Regelli on. I just don't understand it. I don't get what they were doing. But Perisic's team, he seems to have put his foot in the ground. And um, yeah, but I, I don't want to. Obviously, I'm going to take my rivalry hat off while I'm speaking of them. I don't want to be too brutal. But they were poor last Saturday. A lot of Arsenal fans said that uh, Bodo on Thursday night played better than them. They did. Like it's not even being. It's not even an agenda. Spurs were horrific. Um, the penalty was deserved. But yeah, if it weren't for that, they didn't have a look in the game. I think one chance maybe. And I agree. I think if if Son turns on, it's the only way they're probably getting anything out of this. Brighton have just got a brilliant result at Anfield. Um, I think De Zerbi and the players would be right happy with that. I didn't see it going that way at all, considering you know, you've got the new manager bounce and they were on a good run. Um, but the fans needed a lift after losing Potter and they just got that. So I think it'll be a higher one. I think the, uh, the, the Amex stadium is going to be a tough place to be for, for Tottenham this weekend. Um, I would go with a two, two. I don't think they'll get the win over the line because I don't think Tottenham can afford another bad. That would be three bad results in the space of a week, I believe. So I don't think they can afford that. They need a bit of a lift to sweetener. Um, so yeah, maybe pinching a point against Brighton will do it, but the draw at Frankfurt, the defeat against us, that dressing room's got to be a bit gloomy at the moment. You know, heads are going to start really rolling and Harry can't, Harry Kane can't keep doing it forever. Like Oscar said, he just, he's going to get found out. And if Brighton do that, they could probably even go on and win it. Um, cause there were, there were very, very, I'm not going to say pitfully thin, but they haven't got, that much quality in it. Like they sold Basuma, didn't really replace him. They sold Ben White, didn't really replace him. They keep selling these players and coming up with the goods with players like Sasado, who we never even heard of. So yeah, you've got, you've got to give props to them. And if they carry this on under Deserby as well, without Potter, then the players deserve a lot more credit than what they've been getting. It's not just Potterball, it's the players that have been doing it. Yeah, Oscar, I mean, I suppose that's one thing with Potter going, not to just, it was all, as Dead said, it was all possible. And I do wonder sometimes is, took a little bit of credit away from the players because, you know, they, they had a lot, they have got at Bryson a lot of very, very talented players. Well, managed to put them all together, but, you know. Danny Welbeck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But they've got some lethal goalscorer. But, you know, they, they are sort of moving on. I mean, I think Den's just got my sheets because he's got the same score as me. I've got 2 2 as 
too, too well. Um, in the chat, I've seen a lot of talk of 1-1s. I've seen a few go for Brighton at 1-0 Brighton, 2-0 Brighton. How are you seeing it, Oscar, the, the results? I'll go 1-1. It, it is, I know Welbeck does, he's quite important for how they play. You know, I think some of the stuff he's doing against Liverpool, like some of the layoffs and that, like back heel layoffs, you're thinking, I'll tell you what, you know, he's it's, it's, it's quite an important player for them, but they need goal. I think they still need that, you know, it's the... How many times I say it about Bryson? We still need that fifteen, you know, fifteen goal a season man. I still think they need just to really step up that next level and be talking about pushing for Europe. I still think they'll fall away a little bit. Still finish top ten, but one-one um, I'll go with in this one. I, th- I think they've, I'd be surprised if Tottenham beat them. To be honest, I think yeah. Brighton have got more than enough to at least get something there. So I'll go one-one. Okay, okay. Luke, what did you say? Score was. Um, I'll go two one Brighton. I'll go two, two one Brighton. Brighton. I just think offensively Brighton uh, are up there, and defensively, I, I I still think Spurs are a bit defensively. I want to say defensively overrated. How good they are defensively, I think they've got one good centre back in in Romero, but like like they haven't got that Virgil Van Dijk level centre back, or they haven't got that. Diaz level centre back at at the back, which Spurs needed in in the summer. But yeah, but maybe, so I'll go but maybe right. if you get to maybe you do back to back Champions League qualifications. That's what leads to it because I yeah. think you, it tends to be if you get your second year in the Champions League, that's when people go. Oh, it's not it's not, not, not one trick pony. It's a oh, it's consistent. It's bit, some consistency, so people will. It convinces the players to, as well to sign for them. By the fact that, that you know when you get that second, you know Liverpool found it themselves. You know in terms yeah, of yeah. Allison and that lot, Fabinho, it felt like that second season. You know when you made it to the all the way to the final that first time, it, it felt like it really convinced people because Fabinho like signed the day after that final against Real Madrid, mm, didn't they? Yeah, we've seen with a few clubs. Um, you get one year in the Champions League, they can't make the signings that they want to make. You know, the real game changing ones. So, just look, it's not always the case. If you've got enough money, you can convince anyone. So, Luke, uh, if your score position comes off, then does Conte just vanish? Nah. <laughs> uh, that's a great. I IP wish. Vanish. IP uh, vanish. Yeah. IP vanish. You know, so, Luke has a new job now. Luke is now head of Friday night sponsorship. So, basically, means I don't have to do the, um, the sponsorship yeah, no, links for a week. Yeah, go on then. But, right, mate, I'll know. take over. That browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give all your data away to hackers, advertisers, and and other prying eyes. Uh, so using IP Vanish uh, to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, and IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, and browsing and browsing history, um, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Um, even your location will be hidden, and, and IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. So you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speeds on your computer, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when streaming media. Whether I'm home or in public, or and I don't go anywhere anymore without IP Vanish. And IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And that's like getting nine months for free. And IP Vanish is super easy to use. So all, all you have to do is tap one button and you'll be instantly protected and you won't even know it's on. Uh, stop sharing the uh, stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back. 
with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash daytrippers and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. There we go. Quite impressed with that. There we go. So also, just help you with IP vanish. Good at And you don't want to listen to Steve McManaman, because let's be honest, Steve McManaman doing commentary is enough to kill anyone's mood for football. We also have Paramount Plus as a sponsor. So if you've got Sky, you can get Paramount Plus as part of your package. If not, I think Luke's about ten euro a month and they've got all the Champions League football. And I think it is Thierry Henry, Cadigar and Michael Richards, who are generally in, in the studio. And this is Cadigar non-Sky Sports, so he's a bit more off the hook and actually he's a bit more interested. So that is our second sponsor. Luke, have you got the third the thing one? Is, if uh, McMahon gives you, do you know, some problems, uh, he, he, here's another thing that's probably going to help. Uh, better help. So it can be tough to train your brain to stay in the problem solver mode when faced with a challenge in life. When you learn how to find your own solutions, there's, there's no better feeling. So a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big and small. Um, so if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, um, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. So get matched with a therapist by filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Uh, whenever you want to be a better person, solver uh, therapy can get you there. So visit uh, betterhelp.com um, slash xxx today to get day your... Tri- day trippers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. betterhelp.com forward slash daytrippers. Oh, betterhelp.com forward slash daytrippers to get your 10% um, off your first month. Yeah, I'll get that bit right. There we go. Uh, Red Steve said, go on, Luke, better than the Egypt who normally does it. I think that was Ken. <laughs> so, oh, I, think, I think that's aimed at me. Uh, that's how you do a link, Bracky. The student becomes the master. I mean, to be fair, I think me call, being called a master is a little bit pushing it. There we go. That's the bills paid. So let's go. Let's talk about fantasy football. Oh, well done, no. well done, Luke. So, I'd love to say me and Luke don't know what we're doing with fantasy football, but we haven't got a point. <laughs> so, top 10 at the moment is top of the moment is Lee Dunn, who is on 573 points so far in our fantasy league and got 82 points last week. So, basically, just got absolutely mauling everyone. Uh, but, uh, Shawnee from Trippers is up to 10th now with 5.48, so it is slowly catching up. So Now, remember, if you if you are in the Trippers Fantasy League, uh, first prize is €250, Euro, second prize is €150, Euro, and third place, third place is €100. Euro. So there's cash to win. And top 10 players, who do you reckon's top? Can you guess? Any ideas? Who do you reckon's the top point scorer at the moment? I wonder if he's from Norway. He might be for this week. It is Ireland. <laughs> Uh, oh. Second, second, there was Trossard. I can't think why. It might be something to do with the hat trick, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> ben, um, we've got Foden, who is third, Madison fourth, and Almiron is fifth. Uh, interestingly, eighth is Leeds goalie. He's on fire. That clean sheet must have done. Saves, must have done and clean sheets. Yeah, and interestingly, seventh is Bobby Firmino, which uh, caught me off guard. He's he, by, by the way, he's been well like. Left out the loop this season. I, I looked at his stats this morning, and he's, he's actually doing it right. I think he did get like three or four in one. <laughs> yeah, he's got um, 
He's got the same stats as um, same stats as Jesus, I think, at the moment, which is quite impressive. <laughs> Maybe even more, to be honest. It wouldn't, I'd, I'd have to look into it, but it would surprise me. Yeah, well, I had a quick glance for it. Uh, both got five goals, both got three assists in the Prem. So uh, he's played six. It's not, it's not bad for a bad team, though, is it? I'm not meaning not meaning to like sort of you know, I'm, I'm not meaning to swerve, swerve the other team, but that's not bad for a bad 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 form, Liverpool. Yeah, so. Thanks for that. That's lovely. Right, let's talk about <laughs> our friends across the road, Everton against Man United, which oh. is a mad time. It's half past seven on Sunday night, which what? is a bit of a bit, bit of a mad one. So it's after the mm. after the Arsenal Liverpool game. I'm assuming oh. that's Europa League football related. But Everton have got a few, have got quite a few out at the moment. They've got no Godfrey Townsend, Patterson, unfortunately for them, got injured uh, for Scotland. Uh, Mina and Holgate and Calvert-Lewin is touch and go whether he'll be playing this weekend or next weekend but I know he's back in training and in terms of Man United they have got no Maguire no Van der Beek no Wambazak and no Williams and Varane is an injury doubt with a hamstring strain so this will be an interesting game Dan how are you seeing this sort of game go I think last year Everton uh, beat United um, in a little bit of surprise results but Goodison Park you know they're making it a, a difficult place to go yeah, um, Everton are a touch and go with me. Sometimes they can come out in full gear, a great game, get a great result. And then sometimes you look at them and you just think, that's Everton. And and for me, I think this one is probably going to be the latter. <laughs> I, I think United are going to... I think uh, Rashford, is. he seems to be just saving their bacon all season at the moment. Uh, I think he just got player of the month. And yeah, he, he came, I'm pretty sure he came on, uh, on Thursday night and scored two goals and got them a win coming from behind. So he looks like he's in good form. Everton's defense. I was reading a stat. Apparently it's like one of the best in the Premier League this season, which I find bizarre it considering how well they're, it is the best. Yeah. But yeah. okay. There you go. It's and bad. I looked at it and I, I mean, Connor Cody's obviously been put in there. So. He's obviously done a job because I don't see where else the the magic is happening. Uh, not to disrespect them, but they've hardly got a, should we say, experienced backline. Um, like Patterson, he's come in and he's, he's he's sort of like a Casado for Brighton. No one knew what to expect of him, and he's delivering to levels he shouldn't be. Awobi playing as a centre midfielder. Never in my million years as an Arsenal fan did I see that happening, but he's doing a good job of it. So I think United will get the win. Um, Ten Hag. That he needs to he needs to really like pull the weight off his shoulders this season because some of his decision making I'm looking at it, I'm thinking you're a bit wet behind the ears like starting starting McTominay over over Casemiro it's just barbaric I don't get how you can make decisions like that and people are going to sit there and tell me that this guy's going to come in and you know turn water into wine I just don't get it um and Ronaldo you've got to be playing him I know he didn't really perform as well on Thursday but how can you expect the man to be confident when people like Martial and God knows who else are starting above you and you're literally still one of the best players in the world so who knows um United would get a win I'm quite confident with that 3-1 I think they will uh I think Everton would get a sloppy goal from somewhere um but yeah I think United are going to get three points much to my sadness, um, because if it wasn't for them, we would have an unbeaten run this season. Uh, so yeah, I, I really don't want, I, they're as far down as Tottenham for me in terms of how much I want them to, to sort of do well. 
but yeah, Ten Hag's need to he needs to make sure that it all works out for him because the decisions he's making at the moment he can't afford a hiccup. And Thursday he nearly got one, but yeah, three one United. Yeah, Oscar. I mean, this is um, based on the last six games in the league, fourth versus six in the form, guys. So they're actually two of the more informed sides. So it may not feel like it, but they are. You know, United are four wins and two losses in the last six, and uh, Everton are two wins, four draws. So, you know, Everton are making themselves difficult to beat. I do think the loss of Patterson's a big blow because he is giving them that mm. bit of dynamism, that athleticism down the right hand side. Mm. Anthony looking good as well, by the way. I forgot to mention him. Sorry. Good point. Yeah, yeah, he uh, started well, Anthony. Um, I did always think he'd do. I thought people were a little bit harsh on Anthony, but I think it was more because of the fee he's coming for. But I think I actually proved he was a good player. Um, I think he will do a lot better than what Sancho did last season, for example. Mm. Like, I think he's a good signing on that side of the pitch. To be fair, but there were other recruitments being bang average for me. Uh, to be terribly honest, and I think Everson gets something here. To be honest, I think Everson. We've got something going a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily Lampard's turned into this genius tactician. I just think they've recruited really well. Cody, Tarkovsky, I think he's improved that back line a lot. Patterson, I know he signed kind of like last season, but he's now getting regular game time. Yes, he'll come out for this game, but I still think the back line is okay, to be fair. Mikalenko's underrated defensively. But I think that midfield balance of Gay, um, Idrissa Gay, Anama and Iwobi is really good, to be fair. And, you know, doing a good job for him. But uh, I'm not sure they get top 10. I don't think they'll get top 10 or anything like that. But I think they'll be, certainly at home, mm. at Gunnison, they'll be a strong, difficult team to play for anyone. I think anyone's going to struggle to, to beat them. And they might even be like the new palace to an extent at Sellers Park kind of thing. I think they're home for Will um, will serve them well. I'm still not convinced Lampard's this great tactician or anything like that. I've not changed my opinion on that. I just think his recruitment. You're going to die. You're going to die on that hill, aren't you, Oscar? Like, I know you're going to die on that hill. No, no, his yeah. recruitment. I'm joining listen, him on that hill. At Chelsea, him on that at Chelsea. To be fair, he, you know, brought in Thiago Silva. Quite a risky signing. It worked out quite well from in the end. You know, at Derby, you know, he brought in the obviously the Chelsea youngsters and that lot and got into a playoff final. His recruitment's good, I'm not gonna deny that. But as a tactician, I'm still not convinced Lampard is all that, to be honest. I think a lot of it is down to you know, having decent player quality. He'll be the next England manager, you watch. Oh, you watch. You can, can look forward to more <laughs> England failures and more boring England football. Yeah. What else is new? We've had that for, England <laughs> had that for a long time. Uh the other thing they have given themselves Everton at least, Mope, look, he's he's the most erratic forward I've ever seen, but it gives oh. him some some nastiness up front and a bit of snide, to be honest. Which have you have you ever hated a player so much? Like like genuinely, I I don't think I have. I think if him and Richarlison were in the same team, I'm never watching them play against Liverpool. As a Brighton player, so it's difficult to really hate him because he's not really done much against them. Yeah. Well, kept him quiet. So He's the most annoying player. Oh, yeah, he's just annoying. Oh, just effort. He's he's just, he but tries to bike. I think he's perfect for whatever's a need. Oh, Richarlison's worse. Richarlison's worse. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. but Mope, like, when you listen to him in interviews, he tries to come across as this dead sound guy, but really you just know he's just a complete and utter bellend. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just, he's just a He's a horrible player, Mope, but he's one of those that, players that you'd like right, to have in your team if you're right, a team but... that's down there. Mm, agreed. <sighs> you like him, though. I can tell Luke likes him as well. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. He's a little, uh, he fits Everton perfectly. Um, yeah. 
this game, I think this would be a really boring game to watch. Um, uh, I had Everton to go down at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think they'll go down, but they don't score enough goals. Um, I think even with Calvert-Lewin looking like that, he might return. I don't think that's going to help because he'll be out injured for another few months and then you're left with Neil Mopai, Damari Gray. I know Anthony Gordon's had a good start to the season, but I'm not too sure whether or not he's going to be the goal scorer that Everton are looking for to try and keep them in the league. But I think, is Pickford out for Everton? Um, No, I think he's back. I think he played at uh, well, if he was out for Everton then uh, Yeah, no, I think he played long day. Yeah, no, I think he played against I think he played against Southampton. I'm almost certain he wasn't. Yeah, so but but with United, yeah. Yeah, they need a result in 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 the league because obviously they got battered by City um the week before Varane tapped out real quick, felt felt his hamstring and thought, yeah, I'm done. I'm getting off that pitch quick. Um I think Jaden Sancho needs to step up. I think the only decent game he's had this season was ironically was against was against Liverpool when he sat James Milner down and scored. But since then he's he's not really done much. And and it's sort of funny that when Anthony came in, United fans are going, Yes, that's the end of Rashford. Get Sancho on the left, get Anthony on the right. We're done. We're great. Now it's looking like Sancho needs to be taken out of the firing line because he's not really like lived up to so far he's not lived up to that to that price tag and I think I think I saw someone saying that apparently like he looks a bit like he's not really looking after himself very well which is baffling how a professional athlete can't stay um not fit because injuries are part of the game but can't stay in physical shape all season round still still um baffles me but yeah I just got a I've got a feeling it's going to be a really boring game. What score are you going? I'll watch it. I'm going to go nil nil. I just you're going to go nil nil. Okay, Oscar, what score? What score are you going? One one. One one. They're all exciting ones so far. (laughs) Then what score are you going? You're on mute, mate. You're on mute. I think I said one at the end, but I can't remember. I'm going to go back on it. I think I said. Yeah, I think I said 3-1 United. Um, I'll stick with that. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Everton score enough. Um, and going back to my point about Anthony, he just looks like he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, and without Patterson, I don't know who's going to play there. Is it going to be Seamus Coleman? Like, is he still is he still getting in the team? If so, I wouldn't like to see how that ends. But yeah, 3-1. Yeah. Uh, Kev's gone 1-0 Everton. Um, I'm gonna go. I think United squeak it two one. I think. I think. I do think it won't be the most interesting of the games, but I think United yeah. might. Yeah. I, I was read. I was reading about why they've done that. So it was meant to be twelve thirty. For some reason, the twelve thirty got moved, and I'm guessing they didn't play tonight because of obviously Europa and the Lionesses are playing, so mm. they wouldn't have wanted to put something in with that. Um, but why Sunday night? That's just no one's gonna really care too much about watching a Sunday night game not when there's no bank holiday it's a bit of a myth to me wouldn't like to yeah. be a United fan going to that no no but yeah that's their problem right <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the big game then um Den and Luke you can wait I'm gonna let the neutral talk about it <laughs> so Oscar 
Uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Big game is Arsenal top the league, only dropped three points all season. Liverpool, I think if I'm saying indifferent, I think it's probably the nicest way of putting it. Um, far too many draws for Liverpool at the moment. Uh, that's just the way it is for them. How are you seeing this? Um, do you see Liverpool sticking with the system change that they did in the Champions League? Or do we think that was just more of a horses for courses change because of who we were playing? I, I think Liverpool have to stick with that 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2, whatever you want to call it. I, I think they do need that midfield double pivot you know, in front of the back four, especially with how open they are at this moment in time. You know, I think Fabinho... Certainly against Brighton was just having far too much to do. He's got runners left, right, centre. You know, he's I mean he's having to mark like three players because Thiago's focused on going forward when he's playing further up the pitch. Henderson, you know, is more of a right right winger in the, almost this Liverpool system in terms of how like far wide he is in that lot. So they're lacking bodies in midfield, and I think they'd had to go with that two in midfield just to give a bit more stability. You know, have Fabinho covering Trent on that side, allow Trent to push forward. Um, Simicast the same. You know, we know Simicast and Trent are not as good go defensively as what they are going forward. They'll provide you unbelievable attacking output going forward, unbelievable attacking output, but they need that covering. I think the 4 2 3 1 gives them oh, cover them. on both sides. Um, and I think it, you know, it's a decent opportunity. Maybe you can put Firmino in the 10, you know, and, and get um, Nunes into the team through the middle and that lot and, you know, try something a little bit different. And, I just think if you go over 4 3 3, you know, with that same system, that same shape you went with against Brighton, Arsenal will pull that to pieces at this moment in time. You know, I think I think they are badly missing, you know, some key personnel at Liverpool. But uh but I think it'll still be a really good game. I, I think Liverpool have got a right chance here. They've always got a chance. We've got Salah Diaz, you know, <laughs> unbelievable players going forward in that kind of sense. But I think I probably lean more towards Arsenal. I think Arsenal, the way they're playing, is unbelievable. I personally think Arsenal have been the best football inside in the league so far this season, not just the best side. I think the football they play is something that I really enjoy to watch, you know, because you can just tell everything about them, how well coached they're being. You, know, you see people like Granit Xhaka, the improvement in people like Granit Xhaka from where he was pre Arteta. I mean, he's a box to box player now. You know, he He's someone you expect to get goals and assists on a regular basis now, which is unthinkable, you know, about a year or so ago. And Martinelli, Saka, you know, clear threats and that lot. But um, Ben White's massively gone under the radar for me. And, you know, everyone will know I'm a massive Ben White fan for what he did for Leeds United. But uh, his performances at right back have been superb. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on against Diaz. Could be a key battle. But I just think as much as Liverpool look more stable against Rangers, Maybe there's a bit of a Rangers tax about it, you know, in terms of how mm. bad Rangers have been so far, if that's the right word for it. Um, I just think Arsenal, if Liverpool are anywhere near as open as what they were first half against Brighton, the way Arsenal have started games this season, you could see Arsenal maybe getting that early goal and then mm. Liverpool pushing up a little bit too high up the pitch and then getting caught again. So I'll go 2-1 Arsenal, but I think it will be a really, really good game of football. Fair enough. That's, that's just deflated, Luke. He's, he, he's going to lie down now. Uh, Dan, let, let's let's see. You can wax lyrical about, about Arsenal. Um, yeah, I mean, look, no, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that we're in great form at the moment. We're probably Bar City, obviously, uh, due to Haaland. We're probably the one team no one in the league wants to play. And Liverpool, you're coming off some very, very bad results, but. I look at Liverpool as just one of those teams that whatever form we're in, 
however well we're playing, however high the spirit is, we just never, ever turn up against you. This could, if there's going to be a season where we do, I think it is this one and it's going to be this game on, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, but last season we saw what happened, you know, everyone was saying, Oh, this is the time Liverpool are in bad form. And then Jota went and done what he'd done against us. Uh, and I agree with what Oscar said in terms of that's where the game could be answered on Saturday. It was a bit of a midfield battle between Arsenal and Tottenham over who's going to win the game, the whole Jack Hoiberg situation. Um, and then there was Ben White against Son. I think now it is going to be a case of Ben White against Diaz or Jota, whoever plays there. It's a big test. Um, and for me, as good as Jota is against us and he loves a game against us, Diaz is a threat. Um, I saw some debates on Twitter today and I, I just found them laughable over like, who would you take Diaz or Martinelli? And as much as I'm an Arsenal fan and I love what Martinelli does, you really don't understand the player that Diaz is if you're putting him in that bracket. Uh, cause he has been like a lifeland for Liverpool. I think if he's not as good as what he has been this season, you could be in a very, very bad situation right now. I think those 11 points will probably become 17 or 18. Um, cause he's been very good for you. He's been the best of a bad bunch putting Firmino aside. Cause I think he's gone under the radar, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Your front three, you've got that much options I, I don't even know who you're gonna who you're gonna come out with I'd like to think Nunes would be in the middle so that'll be probably the biggest test for Saliba that he's had in a while Harry Kane didn't really turn up so he didn't have one last week this could be a different story um Mo Salah look Anthony Taylor's refereeing so I could probably put my whole house on Salah getting a penalty and scoring a goal um because Anthony Taylor just does that. He had, a, he had a good game for us um, against Spurs, to be fair. He probably did make one call in our favour. Um, but I know that Salah likes to turn up in these sort of games. You know, Salah is back, that sort of momentum. And if there's a game for Liverpool to kick back in form and get the ball rolling finally and turn this around, Arsenal at home is probably it. You know, the fans would love it. I don't, I'm going to the game obviously and I don't really like making predictions on games I'm going to, but I'm going to, I'm going to go in my heart. I think it will be a 2-1 Arsenal win. Um, I think Liverpool are going to get an early goal, um, and we'll turn it around. I think we'll go into half time in a bad situation. Sounds horrible, I know, but I just think that front three is going to be very deadly. Um, be interested to see how Trent gets on against Gabby as well because he's had a bit of an off season. So Martinelli, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how that adapts. And the same for your uh, left side, really, because Saka, I thought he was unbelievable against Tottenham. I thought that was one of his best performances for Arsenal in a long, long time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, I imagine you'll go a bit, uh, to Simakas, I think that's who you've he's recently he, been playing. Um, he's the only fit left back we've got. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, cause Saka can, Saka and Martinelli cutting in. If that works in our favour, then we've got, you know, that's all we need. Jesus is doing all the bits he needs to in the middle. We just need it to work for out wide. But yeah, 2-1 Arsenal. Um, I think, yeah, you'll score in the first half. We'll come We'll come back in the second. Is Zinchenko out for you or not? Because I know there was, there was talk he was a doubt, wasn't he? Cause has he been- well, he played on, he played on um, Saturday and then yesterday he was, I'm pretty sure he was the only, did he come on yesterday? I'm trying to think now. I lost my words. I know he yeah. didn't start. I just, I just didn't really know. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty, know. I'm pretty confident he's fit. Uh, there, he, there was some players not training, but it was due to precaution. Oh, um, okay. So at the moment, I am 
pretty adamant that the same players that played last Saturday are. I don't think there's any new news, if that makes sense. Um, I think yeah. there was precautions within the training ground. That's why they were left <clears> out. It wasn't due to an injury. It was just play it safe, you know, to make sure. Um, but I imagine the lineup on Sunday will be the exact same as what we saw against Tottenham. Um, Jack is the only real player that played a, he only got 60 minutes in yesterday, but he started as well as Gabriel, um, which I'm okay with because I feel like they're the two players that can probably handle handle a lot of it. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be the same team. And, yeah, Xhaka and Party, they've just had one of the best midfield performances I've seen from Arsenal in years. So I hope that Thiago and whoever else you've got have got their have got their um, their hat on and ready because they're it, He's in the time of his life. I'm, I don't want to get started on Jacker because I'll be here all season, but Oscar said enough, I think. Um, he's one player that's, I think you'll need to keep out of the game because he does so much for us now. He's doing more than Odegaard, which I find baffling. Odegaard got given the, um, the armband and Jacker's there doing a box to box eight slash ten row. It's, oh, it's a joy to watch. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, I mean, you, you were that scared of Luke disappeared from it for a lie down. That's what upset. That's what upset. Oh, I don't know what <laughs> I just thought he'd done a run. I thought he's had enough. He's tapped out already. Yeah, he's, had, he's had enough of listening to me <laughs> going about all this season. Yeah, <laughs> Luke said, "There you go, Lucas IP vanished." <laughs> nah, the, the way I see it, in, in these Liverpool can be seen as Arsenal's bogey team because. Our record against you at the Emirates is horrific. It's absolutely horrific. I can't even remember the last time we beat you there. It must have been like back in the RVP days. Must have been back in Van Persie days or something like that. Um, horrible. Like we, 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 I think we're almost worse at home to you than what we are away sometimes because we just give it to you and it's all horrible mistakes, bad defending. But I'm not going to go off last season because I was looking at the the teams we played. Cedric played in the home fixture and Tavares played in the away one. So, you know, we got a bit of a better um, a better spine and a better back line. So, come and you got... And you got Jesus instead of Lacazette up front. Yeah, yeah. And we've got yeah. Jesus You're doing... You've got the... against us. I guarantee he's going to score yeah. first. Yeah. No, sorry, uh, that, that, that was in... Interesting saying that we'd score first. I'm expecting us to concede first. No, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not behind this whole, like, as much as Trent hasn't done well this season, I don't agree with this whole, he can't defend. When he turns oh, no. it on, he turns it on. And that game against Rangers, yes, it's only Rangers, but it's going to have lifted his mood. His confidence is probably up in the air. And he knows how important this game is. If we win against you, can't believe I'm saying this, but we go 14 points clear. I don't believe for one second you are catching up with that. 14 points is just ridiculous. And with the World Cup in amongst that as well, and I'm pretty sure majority of your players will be going to that. Um, no, quite a lot are going. None? Quite a lot aren't going. If you think oh. about Trent's touch and go. Trent will uh, go, Trent will go. Especially Matt, with Carl, Walk- no. Carl Walker's out now, so Trent will go. Yeah. Oh, well, no. If you look at our defenders, uh, Matip doesn't go. Canarsie probably misses out. Simicass, uh, I don't think he's qualified, did they? No. Uh, Tiago doesn't get picked for Spain at the moment. Fabinho uh, will go. Fabinho will go, yeah. Yeah, Henderson should probably go. I mean, the other midfielders are all injured. And, and they can actually take, I think because of the five sub role, they're allowed to take like 30 players now anyway. So I don't see how you can't not get picked. Yeah. Um, like then, it's, how, it's a bit so, of an insult if you don't really. Yeah. 
And then Salah, Diaz didn't qualify. Uh, Firmino is in and out for Brazil. Nunes so, is going. Yeah, he'll Nunes, go, yeah. Nunes is going, yeah. So, yeah. But Firmino will go. He's been in, He's this is like his best season and it's only 12 games in. He, he'll go. I think Brazil Brazil like him because he can play ever. But another one, just while you're on that as well, it'll be interesting for Benny White because with Walker out of the picture for the World Cup, he's going to be on his he's going to be on his point now. Benny White is the perfect replacement for a Carl Walker. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but he does he can do similar jobs. He plays in the same position. But it shouldn't have needed that to happen though. Walker yeah, yeah, yeah. and White and the squad. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's I hard, hope he like, goes. Ramsdale, like, we're talking about England having problems defensively. You're looking at the top team in the league, who are top of the table, and they've got two English players within like the back five and Ramsdale and White, and neither are gonna neither will probably start that first World Cup game. Mm. It's just baffling. It's baffling. Southgate really. Yeah. Big game for them though. I mean, yeah, big game if if to be honest, if I could call it, I hope you start Jota. And I never thought I'd say that because he's he scored, I think he scored three goals against us last season. Um, yeah, because he scored in the cup as well. So for me, I never thought I'd say that, but Diaz is a way bigger problem. If I was Ben White, I'd be quite quite chuffed if if it's Dia, uh, Jota that, that starts on that left wing. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Jota is, I don't think he'll start left wing. It's whether it's who starts up front. Is it Nunes? Is it Jota? Cause There's no, no, you can't, not play, you can't not play Nunes in a big game like this. Surely I don't not. think he'll play. I don't. I. I don't think he'll play. I think it will be Jota and uh, Firmino. I think we'll play the, the four, four two slash four two three one, and I think it will be Firmino. It's like a four two four, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. I think it will be Jota and uh, Firmino. Just. Just. Ah, uh, the thing is, that's with- even worse than both. But then you, like, like Oscar said, you'll get exposed if you play something like that. Because we've been, we know how to play counter attack football. Firmino We're drop very good at it this season. Uh, with that, you could get Firmino to drop into the ten, and then you'll have either Thiago Henderson or Fabinho Henderson or Fabinho Thiago anchoring. And I thought Liverpool looked good against Rangers. Yet again, you do have to consider it's Rangers, and they and have been pants in the Champions League. So you don't really know how well that worked. Liverpool did create a bunch of other chances against Rangers. Yet again, finishing, still a concern uh, for me per- personally. I thought Darwin did have a good game considering he didn't score. He's getting in the opportunities. He was just, he, he was trying to do stuff without taking a touch because he was, he's that. It's been he's that desperate to get back on the score sheet. I just don't think he trusts that he could get the extra touch before, before shooting, but even um, though it's, it's just a bit of internal pressure you put on yourself. Yeah, you and know, plus, I think he came out and said that he can't really understand Klopp's tactics. Like, he can't, he can't understand him. Uh, in a way, like, putting, putting my rivalry hat off, I do feel sorry for Nunes because it's not a great time to be a almost a record break in signing as a striker. Plus he's not helped himself. Coming into the Premier League and then Haaland is Haaland is right on, on your door. It is a horrific situation yeah. it he didn't because help himself with the headbutt i don't i don't think and plus obviously when he comes in everyone's gonna go look look at the price yeah he, he's a hundred and it's the whole it's the whole up to 100 million you signed him for like 70 you didn't even sign him for, for 100 like yeah like it's 64 well, i think it was yeah yeah um, I, I i do feel sorry for him because the weight is a lot bigger than what it should be due to harlan's um success 
but they should never be put. They should never be put in the same conversation. Never should happen. He will come good though, Nunes. I think the fact he's getting so many chances, he's looking like scoring every time he plays. I just think he needs one to go in, and it's what it's like that with a lot of strikers. He needs one to go in, and then I think he'll go on a. Because people forget, like Haaland, initially, like the first two or three games, you know, he missed that chance against Liverpool, that game against Bournemouth, where I think he had like five touches or something and didn't score. There was like these agendas starting on Haaland, and then mm. all of a sudden one goes in and bang. I'm not saying Nunes is going to do that, but I think the, map, the fact he gets so many chances, Liverpool are still trying to adapt to playing around. Because you got to think of it, this is the first time Liverpool and the clock have actually had an out-and-out centre-forward in the team. You know, they've never really had a player like this in the team. And you think Trent's delivery, Simicass's delivery, he's going to get chances, Nunes. There's no doubt about it. He will still get... If he, if he plays regularly, he'll still get 15, 20 goals this season for me. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was on my um, channel the other day and one of my friends, he's a good art Liverpool fan and he actually is going to the game on Sunday with me. And he made a good point about uh, Firmino, how beforehand he was used to being a player where... He wasn't really like getting into the nine, number nine, like the natural number nine positions to score. And perhaps that the departure of Mane has led way to that, to him becoming this now confident player because Mane was coming inside, scoring from, you know, scoring from out wide. He was being a bit of a nine himself. So like since Mane's come, it feels like Firmino's now a free man to do what he is there to do because I, I had many conversations where people are like Firmino's a bit he's a bit like a Brazilian better Lacazette because he, he he does a lot of hold up play but he doesn't score much now I mean he's scored five goals and got three assists he's doing a bit of both um, obviously it's a shame it's had to take take someone leaving for him to to do it but it was quite an interesting like take on it how and I looked back at the stats and I thought yeah to be fair Every season Mane was there, he was one of your top scorers and scoring more than Firmino. So it, it, it was a good point. But Nunes is obviously a different, he's a different situation because he's yeah. a different type of player. He's big, he's hungry. He's, he's a, realistically, he's a fox in the box. So, but we'll see what happens. I think Saliba will have him on toast. Easy. <laughs> well, Luke, uh, UK Pizza said Nunes hasn't been as bad as people are saying. He's hardly played much uh, and he's hit the post a few times. Uh, I think once he gets a goal, he'll get confidence and unleash the beast we have bought. I think that's the hope. I mean, him not playing enough is partly his own fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and ultimately, you know, people keep telling me he's not played enough, but that's partly his own fault. So, you know, you've got to wear that. Yeah. Headbutting someone in your home debut. <laughs> Back in, if he just walked straight back in the starting lineup after a suspension, yeah, it, 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 it would look, look particularly good. great. No, um, yeah, I think it'll come good. It it doesn't help it in the generation that we live in now, the social media generation. Everything's clear. Put a bit of clown music on it, and then you just post it out, gets the retweets and and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it'll come good. Um, obviously, people that compared him to. The Harland when he came in, yeah, and you need to to get your head checked because <laughs> there was no way that Darwin was even on that level. Yeah, but it'll come good. But I don't expect them to uh, to start on Sunday. I I expect it to be Jota and Firmino up front with Salah on the right and Diaz on the left. You're not in yeah. like a Balotelli situation or like a, you know that kind of situation with Nunes. He's getting chances. He's looking lively. It's not like he's looking. Like he can't be asked, or he just no. Isn't, you know, if he's suited to the team at all, if he had if that attitude that he be asked, then I think the fans would have called him out 
But the thing yeah. is, like, he's getting in good positions. He's trying too hard for me. Yeah. I think he's trying too hard. I think you alluded to it, Luke. He's, he's you know, he's, he's snatching at chances a little bit. And when yeah. you think that first game against City and then that came, he came on against Fulham, everything seemed so um, natural to him. You know, he just felt yeah. like he was taking chances easily. He looked like, like a really good all-round forward. And it just shows confidence is massive. Yeah, I think yeah. confidence, especially a younger player, because let's not forget, he's still, what was he, about 21, 22? Yeah, I think he's twenty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that is for his top. He looks like he looks like a thirty year old, but he's about twenty two. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? He looks. He's so big, and he he, look, he does look about thirty, <laughs> doesn't he? He's um, yeah. But I, I think he will come really good for Liverpool. Yeah. So look, I think if you're a Liverpool fan, look, that's what we hope. Um, I think he starts. Uh, my gut feeling is there's only two changes from the from the Rangers side. Um, I think for me, no coming probably for Jota. I think Jota will be our. Uh, or impacted off the bench. Uh, and I think one of Thiago or Henderson will be benched for Fabinho. I would have said Henderson, but there is a rumour going around that Thiago uh, has picked up a knock. Now, I don't know if he has picked up a knock or has he just been um, rest, given an extra day's rest? Because, look, we know his fitness record is not, not, not the best. So, are we just being extra cautious with it? It's interesting how this is all happening a month before World Cup, isn't it? Like, literally... We are a month into the World Cup and all these not at training because of precautions. Like this is why a winter World Cup is madness. Because what on earth is gonna happen after? I'm I don't want to get into that conversation as much as you boys don't, but it is just baffling that Arsenal it could I finish think, a title race though. It it could like yeah, it, it, it could like City have got the advantage because Foden he'll probably be rotated. Grealish rotated. Haaland not even going. So they're looking at it and Mares not even going. They're looking at it and they're probably thinking, oh, bring me a Winter World Cup every day of the week. And they're the I team think, that... I think with City, I think it's only like a couple of players that aren't going to go. You think about mm. the rest of the, the team, they're going to be going, they're going to be going deep into the World Cup as yeah. well as the latter stages. I, I think the Thiago resting thing, I don't think it's anything to do with World Cups because I think it's a bit... No, no, it just made me, it just made me think, yeah. it just made me think like, oh... Enrique's basically said to him that, yeah, you're... Practically not going. Just, just fitness. Just fitness in general is becoming a worry this year, and we haven't even got into the peak of that yet. It's it's just becoming a bit concerning. So, so are we all thinking? So, Luke, are we thinking we've got to stick to this four-two-three-one, or do you think we revert to type because we just did four-two-three-one because it was Rangers, and we thought, well, we'll have lots of the balls. He may as well have an extra striker anyway. Hopefully, I hopefully he he sticks with the formation that he used against Rangers. Um, I think if he goes back to four three three, then oh, it's, I don't know what I think. I'd just be like, I'd just be head in the hands going, oh, really? It's not yeah, worth reason. It's not worth reason. And also, four two three one. That was his. That was his formation or style of play when he was at Dortmund. When he yeah, had I, a prop, you know, a traditional number nine. I mean, listen, uh, it was a freak because it was Lewandowski who was just a, a goal scoring machine, but it was still a target style forward. But the yeah, other thing so, as well is, though, Chris, is that, you know, in midfield, you know, I think I've seen a couple of mentions about Thiago defensively. You know, he's not the most... I still think Thiago is so tenacious off the ball and underrated at that bit of his game. But you saw he play Gundogan, you know, in the midfield pivot. And, you know, Gundogan does even less defensive work than Thiago. So, you know, it's it's not something yeah. Klopp would be too worried about, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. I think, I think since he's come back in, he's our highest tackler, Thiago. They're a bit wild sometimes. 
They are. Oh, he does start. Yeah, he does start. Yeah, he, he has I got. A... It's particularly effective tackling. Um... <laughs> but but he, he is tenacious, so he does do the donkey work. It's probably mobility. But I know it was only Rangers. But Fabinho looked a bit more like himself with a two, which is what he used to yeah. play when he was at Monaco. So maybe it just suits him. It just it just looks. I do feel like that at the moment we've got the players that suit uh forty three on four four two, and plus like Trent's heat map against Rangers, he barely crossed the halfway line. Yeah, he was a lot deeper. They let him. He was a lot deeper, which means he probably wasn't getting caught out. Canate is an interesting shout there. Yeah, Sam Tandy just said uh, he would go mm. with Alison Trent, Canati Van Dijk, Simakas, Fabinho, Thiago, Diaz, Salah, Firmino, Nunes. So probably quite a few gents. We said Canati is interesting. It's just it's how fit he is because he's. I'd keep him fit for City personally. Oh, he's I'd so good though, Canati. He is a, but he's. I mean, he's what has he had three days training so far? Yeah. What a difference he, he made second half of last season having Canati just to the side of Trent. Yeah, I think you saw it in that whole Champions League run, really, that Trent was able to just push forward because he just knew Canate effectively is effectively a right back and centre back at times. And he, I think I think Matic's really good, but I think Canate, mm. I think he's I think he's different class to me, to be fair. And also Canate is a better threat from set pieces. As we yeah, saw there's that as well. As we yeah, saw in Champions League and Oregon City. Fun, yeah, yeah he does give you that. Add a bit of physicality. He's still young. He's still raw. You know, he has had the odd little mistakes. But look, that happens to all young players. But I also think that it gives us another shot in the arm if he was fully fit. I just don't know how fit he is. It's not an ability thing. It's just how fit he is. Because if he's rusty, you don't really want to throw someone who's rusty against a very, very pacey Arsenal attack. Because look, Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, it's pace to burn. And that is my worry with Liverpool. Uh, so, Luke, what score are you going? 3-2 Liverpool. I think there'll be goals. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be drinking a lot of Jaeger if that is the score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, five goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sam they also makes a good point. Um, to be fair, as he, oft, as he often often does. Uh, LSE haven't won an away game this season. Oh. I think Klopp has saved Canati for the game in hope it helps the defence to be more solid uh, away from home. Yeah, I mean, that is a slight concern. Um, oh. yeah, I mean, a lot of no, but you know, I've got, got to be balanced, and you know, that is there. A few are saying possibly we start Canati against Rangers, that might be the game to break him in and then yeah. throw him in against City. Now, I'm gonna go, do I go with my heart or with my head? I'll go with my heart and say 2 1 Liverpool, my head saying 2 2 because it, it feels more like a 2 2 draw. This, but. Um, I'll I'll be bullish to say two one. Who's going to score for Liverpool? Yeah, you know the rules. <laughs> oh, Luke. Um, I'll go Salah will score. Uh, Jota will score, and I'll go Darwin Nunes will score. Good man, good man. I'll go for for my two one Salah and Jota off the bench. Okay, Den for your two one. Who, who's who's scoring for Arsenal? Um. Oh, this is tricky. I'm going to go Saka because I feel like he needs a goal. Um, and I'm going to go Saliba or Gabriel, one of the two. Um, I can't pick it, but it'll be a set piece. Um, one thing that's interesting, though, is the fact that this is the first time in a long time where Liverpool are coming to the Emirates and you need the points more than we do, yep. which is why I'm really, really scared because usually it's a case of 
you know, you're in a better position than us. We're trying to catch up with the table at the moment. We can't afford a not realistically because City are on our tail. Um, and a defeat will be, you know, it will be, it will just be underwhelming considering how well we've done. We need a win like this. We deserve a win like this as well because this is something we've been sort of working to do for ages. So if we just go and blow it now, if we put in a good performance, not as bad, but if we just went and, you know, Liverpool at home, oh no, we'll, we'll just not turn up there. That would really gut me after everything that's happened. But um yeah, I feel like it's one of those games where you're going to have more in, well, you have got more at stake. Your, your title race is over if you lose this and you know that without, without a fact. So it's good for an Arsenal point of view, but it's also bad because it's like, okay, they're going to come all guns blazing. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, Sal- yeah, I'll go with Saliba and uh, Saka. Okay. Kev saying two goals for Jota, one goal for Virgil. I think Kev actually had three, three one. Um, Salah's got three one. Santandi's back. He's got two on Liverpool. Like the last two games at the Emirates, he's going to go with Nunes and Jota to score, but Alisson will, will be man of the match, in my opinion. That sounds to me like a, a proper smash and grab 2-0. <laughs> oh, I'm, sure, I'm not sure my heart will take that. Um, <laughs> right, uh, before we go, don't forget, uh, scroll along the bottom here. Bobby's wish, wish to walk. It's down to 4K. I think it's less than 4K now he needs to get to his target of 150K. This is to get Bobby to America to help him walk. So please, if you can donate, donate. Links in the description. If you can't donate, just share it and just, you know, get it round, get it round. Let's get, let's get Bobby to America. But rest of the week, Sunday is full time Reds. It'll be me and Kev. Fingers crossed it's a it's a, a Liverpool win for me to do the show on. Uh, then we'll have. I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it is. Uh, and then later on in the night we'll have the usual guys for the fat back four, and then we'll start the league ball again with winners and losers. So look, hit the bell icon, keep an eye on socials, and we'll keep you updated. But listen. Dan, thanks for coming on again. Always a pleasure. Oscar, great to see you again, mate. I have no doubt we'll have you on again very, very soon. Luke, enjoy being head of sponsorships. <laughs> uh, will do. <laughs> excellent, excellent. But listen, everyone, everyone in the chat, thanks thanks for watching the show. Thanks for your comments. Great, as always. And listen, uh, Kev and I will see you on Sunday when hopefully we're talking about a little win. Take care of yourselves. Sports Social Podcast Network.